everyone. Welcome to episode 91 of the Utah Rails FC show. It's a very special quarantine edition of the of the podcast. Um, I'm joined by Cindy today. Cindy, how are you holding up uh, in these strange times? Ah, uh, as best as one can. Lucas, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had surgery a few weeks ago, so I was like been home for the last couple of weeks recovering already. So I feel like I've been stuck inside the house for well close to a month now. Um, and it's like fine, but a little bit, um, a little bit bored, but that's probably a pretty good problem to have right now. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, yeah, I work continues for me, um, which has been fun. And, (laughs) um, you know, my job is doing the best with precautions, but I'm like, you know, there's like 150 of us here. We all go home. We all go out. My boss is like, we're safe. I'm like, sure. So, (laughs) so we shall see. I think it's going to take, uh, probably some local state federal type mandate for them to like close it down but for now we no. continue but yeah life feels weird there's no sock it's just life feels like deja vu a little bit you know i know it's uh i was thinking man this would be the perfect time to just be at home and watch soccer all day because can't leave the house really uh but unfortunately there's no soccer which is really ironic because last episode we were talking about how there's always soccer, and that has been taken from us. It's true. I do remember saying, wow, I'm so excited. This is the best time of the year. I get up on Saturday. I watch soccer. And then as NWL season, NWSL season was about to start, then you get afternoon soccer, evening soccer, and then MLS. And then just like that, poof, all gone. Yeah, it's super strange. Um, I mean – I think I think it's really fair that people are upset sports are gone. Like that's that's a really important part of people's lives, you know, it's a routine, it's a source of community, of, you know, comfort and familiarity. But at the same time, you know, there are also much bigger problems in the world today than um, you know, us not being able to enjoy one of our favorite hobbies. No. Even today my coworker uh, he's a huge soccer fan, and we were like, "Wow, remember when soccer used to be on? That was fun." <laughs> uh, have you watched the English game on Netflix? No, I'm like I? two episodes in. It's the people who created Down Downton oh, Abbey, really. Um, and so it's like late 1800s, and sort of about the formation of or. I don't know. I'm only two episodes in, but it's like old school football um, and kind of like this. It's about this like working class team and this like kind of elitist gentry team. Um, And it's pretty good. I wish it's a lot about the people and less about the game itself. And I would be happy if they just showed like old school Mm. style football matches. But, you know, it's still Mm. still a compelling story. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, what else are you going to do with your life than watch Netflix? 
Yeah, it's funny that uh, someone tweeted, you know, it's going to be really fascinating to see what all these sports journalists talk about in the absence of like soccer and just like the hobbies people are talking about online. I know for myself, I've been playing uh, a fair bit of video games like Halo, which is something I was into in high school. Mm. Uh, Because it is funny, like trying to fill your time once you, you know, one of your main like uh, non-working hours time, like once that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, part of me now wishes I had like an Xbox, like FIFA, so I could like play because... I used to – I remember I used to have the, um, every, you know, every World Cup, like, they released, like, the World Cup game. So that was, like, my favorite to play. Mm-hmm. I think the last one I played was 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, a little while ago. Yeah. You know, yesterday. I I have been playing FIFA, and that does kind of, like – that helps with the – the soccer withdrawals because at least I'm watching soccer. I feel like I'm experiencing soccer. Uh, so that, you know, that's, it's like kind of, I don't remember what it's called, but like the drug they give to people who are trying to get off like serious drugs, mm-hmm. kind of what it feels like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, life. Did you see the, that Nike post that they did? It was like oh, it was so inspirational. I actually teared up a little bit, um, no. probably probably because I was like, I miss soccer so much. Um, let me see. Yeah, it was Nike did it. You probably did see it, and once I tell you about it, you're gonna know. It was like the whole if you ever dreamed of playing for millions around the world, now oh. that one now is your chance. Play yeah. instead. Play <laughs> for the world. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny that the biggest crisis of our generation, like the one thing we're supposed to do is like stay in and watch TV, and we're really struggling with it. Oh, my word. Maybe not our generation, like our age, our time. No. Uh, It's kind of everyone. Yeah. I think think the younger – did you see the spring breakers? I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's – What are you doing? That's frustrating on a lot of levels, but, like, I don't understand why Florida had beaches and bars open. You know, like, people aren't <laughs> going to come out to Florida if there's nothing to do. It's true. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, when you're 20, 21, 22, 23, you're, like, unstoppable. And then you get into your 30s, and you're like, oh, crap, this is serious. <laughs> so, um, for once, it is not millennials' fault, people. We cannot be blamed for anything this time. I, I think every, like, mm-hmm. there are just facets of every generation who are really not believing in social distancing, which is it's one true. of the most important things you can do in the world right now. Um, and I bet most college students knew not to do that. But then you have, like, all these, col- you know, a large number of college students go down and get on, like, the news and say really stupid things on the news. And, yeah, it looks terrible. And now, you know, there a lot of them have coronavirus that's yeah it's ironic yep what a bunch of dum-dums <laughs> <laughs> well said um all right well uh should we talk a little bit about uh news in the uh Wasso world Wasso world let's do it all right so 
the biggest news of until today was <laughs> uh, NWSL has postponed the start of their season. Um, scheduled to start April 18th. Uh, was that a good choice? Postponing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows what the world's going to look like April 18th. I mean, I think, I mean, they haven't given us an official date. Um, it's just, right. it's just postponed, but we all know it's gonna, it's gonna be a little while. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. think we don't know what things will look like, but pretty confident in saying this, this, uh, coronavirus pandemic is not going to be wrapped up by the 18th of April. It does not have an end season. It's looking like. Yeah. Uh, which means I'm going to have to see if I can get a refund on my flight to Portland. <laughs> oh, no. That's fine. It's a pretty cheap flight, but yeah. Okay. Part of me was like, oh, it'd be fun to go and like visit friends and family. I'm like, oh, wait, I definitely should not be doing that right now. So. <laughs> yeah, please don't travel. Please stay home, Lucas. Yeah, you know, I uh, pretty indoorsy, so uh, <laughs> it should be fine. I think actually, I think this is okay. Casey and I, my wife, are, we're going to probably camp next weekend and just go like to the desert where there's nobody and basically just sit around outside for the weekend because, mm. um, you know, getting a little tired of sitting around inside. Yeah. I think if you're outdoors, uh, camping is fine because you pretty much are in a way social distancing. <laughs> yeah, we would be. Um, you know, for listeners in Utah, probably like the Sandsbury's area. So like Western desert, which is pretty isolated. Yeah. I mean, just don't get the animals sick. Yeah. Hopefully I don't, you know, hopefully not. Um, but going back to the NWSL, um, here's a statement that the, the league released, um, as we continue to follow the guidelines released by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, the National Women's Soccer League has extended its training uh, Miranda, uh, mor- moratorium through and including Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Mm-hmm. As a result, our regular season scheduled for April 18th will be delayed. We are considering all possible implications for the preseason and regular season schedules while prioritizing the health and safety of our players, staff, and fans. We will continue to provide updates on our website and through our channels. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, before this, um, yeah, postponement of the start of the season, um, there was like training was suspended. And so the Royals had just two or th- I think three days of training. Um, and so I went to training like first day of training was like a Monday. I went on Tuesday I think they had Wednesday off and like maybe trained Thursday and then it was suspended on Friday and it was like, we'll see you on Monday. And then it was canceled for the next week. And now the league has suspended it. Um, but there was also a preseason um, tournament in Portland that was called off in kind of wake of uh, COVID-19. Um, and so it's like, we sort of saw, these um, kind of signals that this was coming. Like it's obviously not a surprise. Every other sports league in, in the U S pretty much in the world have, have suspended play. Yeah. And I I think when it was 
I think MLS no NBA was the first one yes. to cancel, postpone, suspend. Thanks um, to uh, the Utah Jazz. What up? <laughs> oh yeah, yep. Um, so and then every other sport, every other league started following suit. So yeah, NWSL is kind of like the last one that's like wait and see. Um, I think they've been listening to our show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think we all knew it was coming. Uh, they just had the luxury of not being in season, unlike most other sports. Um, I guess baseball was similar because I don't mm-hmm. think they had started, and then they had to make a call. Yeah, but I think they, st- yeah, they were starting. I think they started, were, were to start this <laughs> at, at the end of this like week, I believe. Yeah. So, I think I think Major League Baseball just needs to take their brave stance of ending their sport altogether because it is so boring hey that is not true that is america's pastime and And like when your sports like tagline is that it is a past time like a (laughs) pastime like a way to just pass time it's not very promising Mm, mm, i think i i really enjoy baseball like (sighs) so i'm a little hurt and offended that you think it needs to end well, you're also a <laughs> fan, so let's just move on. Wow. Uh, anyway. Um. Yeah. So this obviously has um some implications for you know I feel like the season was final. The league itself was finally getting like rolling and going, and had the World Cup bu- World Cup bump from last year, mm-hmm. and then it's like psych. So. What what does this do for you know to obviously fans, the fan fans, um, are gonna wait and engage when it comes around again. But you know if you're just a regular all fan who was like, oh what, <laughs> there's a women's league, um, <laughs> you know yeah. it's like so there's definitely some effects. You know something that affects affects. Help me out here. Effects? Yeah. <laughs> um, that one. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I have no idea what sort of the knock-on of, of this will be once we're, we're kind of past, you know, having to self-quarantine and isolate and all that. Um, well, it's like, it just, you know, I, I think – like a lot of people wonder what is going to happen over the next like month or year, whatever this takes. Um, but when it comes to, you know, it's just, there's going to be so many, I think, unpredictables in how the world responds to this pandemic and recovery from the pandemic. Um, I, you know, I think it's, it is a little bit concerning that um, the Nabucel is a younger league, isn't as financially, financially strong as other um, sports leagues in the U S like it's hard to ask um, a league like the NWSL to go X number of months, maybe the full season without playing or without profits. Like that's pretty tough. Oh, Oh, for sure. And obviously, you know, sports are the least of people's concerns, obviously when you're, 
when the whole all of humanity is battling a pandemic. But, you know, should we reach a point where we're in the safe zone, you know, you know, how how do we get back to this? It's like it's not just going to be like, OK, well, here we go. It's there's you know, I, I think it's going to take some time for for people to get back to that whole sports life or there may be some crazy hungry sports fans too. So, but I think for the NWSL, it's a little bit different because <clears throat> obviously MLS is a little bit more established, you know, even if it does impact the NFL, NBA, like it already has NBA, but they're a little bit more established where the NWSL was just getting going. And um, so how do you, how do you garner that interest again, post-pandemic world? I don't know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think the fans that um, that were were there will come back. I think people probably will crave like a return to normalcy. Um, and it kind of is. It's been fascinating to see how much people miss watching the Royals. I mean, they wouldn't even have been back in season yet, but. Um, we would have a lot of like normally we'd have a lot of preseason things to talk about. We'd probably have some transfer rumors or news um, to talk about. Um, and it's, it normally would be that point in the season preseason where, all right, like they have, you know, they've scrimmaged against um, like BYU or they've got a, a game coming up and, you know, we have videos of Craig talking about um, direction and what they're working on and player interviews. And um you know, and now we just, you know, don't have any of that. Um, and that's fair, but I do think for me, I don't think that the average NWSL fan is like at risk for being lost, but I think you're right in that. Oh, the people that kind of got somewhat interested after the, uh, 2019 world cup, um, it's, you know, pursuing a new leak, isn't going to be a return to normalcy for them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. exactly so yeah it's yeah. it's it's not fun and it's unfortunate but obviously <laughs> we are in some unprecedented times and it's just wild that i mean i'm like when was the last time life felt so uncertain and i'm like well Probably, I mean, I was a kid, but probably nine eleven, where everybody was scared and afraid. Um, yeah. And this kind of feels a little bit, but a lot, yeah. So it kind of reminds me of nine eleven a little bit, but. Mm. Yeah, I think I I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, stay stay home, friends. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well. Um, probably even bigger news than the NWSL, even though maybe not to us. Um, <laughs> the Olympics are probably going to get postponed till the summer of 2021. Mm. In the notes here, I said 2010. That's not right. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. So that's crazy. I mean, that's the right thing to do. But man, like moving the Olympics is it's just the biggest event that happens ever, you know? 
Um, Every four years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's – I'm pretty sure – yeah, like number of athletes is bigger than the World Cup, number of – I think it's more viewers. I don't actually really know. Um, it makes sense. It's world. It's worldwide. It's massive, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this has not been confirmed, but um, uh, one of the uh, International Olympic Committee members, uh, his name is no joke, Dick Pound, uh, <laughs> said they were likely to postpone for a year. Um, and that comes after the news that Australia and Canada said they would not compete in Japan this summer. Um, and so at that point, the IOC said they would consider um, – postponing and then great britain came out and said they were unlikely to send a team which is you know massive um and so we started to see these major nations really you know not want to pursue being in the olympics this summer um and then we get this report that um yeah that they're probably going to postpone to next summer which feels like it is absolutely the right move to make um but Cindy, what like what are the implications there for the U.S. women's national team for you know Royals players? Um, yeah, what like what does pushing off a year do for all of them? Yeah, I mean you have a lot of veteran players who are in their mid you know thirties and um, twenty probably after the Olympics. You know they probably would have. It's you know it's it's a good chance that the U.S. was going to win the world the the World Cup. They did win the World Cup, the uh, gold medal. So a lot of these players, you know, you think of like Becky, Megan Rapinoe, Carly Lloyd, um, Ashley Harris, Allie Krieger, like those players. This probably is their last hurrah, you know, as far as like international competition goes. Unless you're Carly Lloyd, then you're just playing in the Space Olympics in 2099. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, what do you do? Do you just keep going? Do you, you know, 2021, that's a whole nother year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you continue to devote the time and all that commitment or just allow the next generation of U.S. soccer to kind of just do its thing. So, I mean, even watching Megan Rapinoe this past tournament at She Believes Cup, she did not seem like the Megan Rapinoe that we're used to seeing. And even at the World Cup, I mean, she's lost a little bit of a step there. So, uh, Golden Boot winner Megan Rapinoe? Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, you're you're right. I, I think at least in the She Believes Cup, she was not as effective as we normally see her. But man, she can serve up a ball still. You know, she like that free kick goal was pretty pretty special. That's true. It's true. but but yeah. I mean, I think for me, the players that jump out are Sauerbrunn and Lloyd. Um, I guess in my mind, Becky moving to Portland. Um, this sort of like signaled kind of a winding down of her career um, with the assumption the Olympics would be her last inter- like international competition. Um, and I, like, I don't know if that's true. That's just an assumption, but she's, she's at that, at that um, point in her career where that decision could very, very well make sense. 
but yeah, I mean, you got to wonder no, no league play for a good chunk and then trying to, you know, stay fit, stay focused for the next Olympic cycle. Like I kind of feel bad for uh, Vladko because it kind of seemed like going into this Olympics would be a slam dunk dunk um, coming off a really successful world cup run winning she believes cup and now you have this weird super long just pause to all sport yeah it's yeah so i would be very surprised if those players are in next year's roster hmm. they could they could very well be but if i mean yeah, like this this is unfortunate and it stinks, but yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't it's definitely going to affect those older players and they have a decision to make. Um and their veteran status does give them some a leverage. And, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not like it's not like Vladko can easily cut Megan Rapino or Carly yeah. Lloyd. Like there's politics involved behind yeah. that because of their name, who they are, how long they've been with the team. They, they're, they're still very protected. Um, but, you know, what do you do as a player? Do you continue? Is it worth it? Or do you just move on and call it good? And it's so hard with that smaller roster because you just don't have as much wiggle room as with mm-hmm. a World Cup roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the plus side, though, you get to see a little bit more from from some of the younger players, and so the the players you're a little less sure of, you get you do get some more time to assess. That's true. Yeah, That's we can very see true. how how uh, Mallory Pugh does mm. in Washington. No, she's with Sky, Sky Blue. Blue. Yeah. Excuse me. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Mm. Gonna be, you know, we're gonna have to wait and see. I think mm. that's where we need to land here. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on the Olympics? Uh so do we get Becky back? <laughs> it feels like we should. It's not related, but it only seems fair. <laughs> I agree. I mean, if she wants to go another couple of years, just void that trade, send her back to Utah. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. How did you describe how you felt about her uh, before we started recording? <laughs> what was the phrase you used? Um, she does not exist to me anymore. That's not exactly it. <laughs> I don't think I can use that word right now, considering that we are in a very, very... <laughs> a pandemic. Not like people are going to assume it's something much worse. <laughs> Yeah, Becky, how could you? Yeah. Um, all right. So coming back to the market here. Um, yeah, I think we just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what players are up to in kind of this weird limbo stage. Um, so it seems like there's a fair amount of people still in still in Utah. Um, do you have any ideas, Cindy, and kind of where players are landed or what they're up to these days? Well, Lucas, what do I know? Um, 
I, I really know from Instagram, which is our main source here. Instagram. Well, I do suspect that Rachel Corsi got back in time after her time in Europe with the Scottish national team. Um, but I believe she had to go into quarantine because she came back from Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's done. But I know Rachel Corsi, uh, based off the great source that is Instagram, she is uh, here in, I mean, like in the U.S. And she, I don't believe she's in quarantine anymore. So Rachel Corsi here. And I have to believe that the rest of the Utah Royals players, because they were already in Utah and started preseason, they're probably hanging around. I'm guessing that the club is advising for them not to travel. I like all of humanity is being advised not to travel. Yeah. But I don't believe that our national players are here. Like Kristen Press, Kelly O'Hara, Desiree Scott, Diana Matheson, Katie Bowen. I don't think they made it. I think by the time those international tournaments were done or postponed, like I don't even think Gunny's here. Uh, yeah, I don't think she is either. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, didn't Iceland, we talked about this last podcast, I can't remember. Iceland played, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so other than Corsi, I think everybody else is, like, the international players are out of market. We know Becky's not here. Yeah, uh, well, she doesn't play here, <laughs> so. Why uh, I know. That one's. Maybe this is why this is happening. So Becky doesn't have to play for Portland. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right, and I'm curious what happens to um, like the practice players um, who were you know definitely there the week I went to practice. Um, I went through my photos today uh, from from that practice and so many of those ladies I just didn't recognize um Mm -hmm. kind of wonder they travel home for those who aren't from here I think a lot of them are from the area but I would doubt they all are but who knows Mm. yeah who knows um so yeah I that would be my guess just because it's like they're kind of hanging around are they allowed to practice are they not allowed to practice what's going on um, so I think at least, you know, they probably get like free housing too. So why would you leave? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know yeah. I'm really, I'm curious what people are up to during this, you know, the self quarantining period. Um, like, are they, is it like, I think it's usually two to three players to an, an apartment. I think they're all apartments owned by Deloitte Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, like what they're doing, like what are they doing to stay fit? What are they doing, um, like socially? Are they just hanging out like with their immediate um, roommates? I know they're not mm-hmm. supposed to practice, but like, do they go to the stadium gym or do they, mm-hmm. like, are they just chilling at home? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should try to find out. Yeah, we could ask some people. We uh, could. You we... should reach out to. We should reach out to some people and be like, yo. What you up to these days? I know. I wonder, yeah, it'd be fun to reach out to some of the people we've had on and just kind of hear from them and be like, hey, what are you up to with your time? Maybe we yeah. can do that for our next episode. 
maybe could reach out to uh, Abby Smith, Taylor Lido, mm-hmm. uh, Brittany Ratcliffe, just be like mm-hmm. Michelle Maimon, and just ask and see what what's the happening. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, there was one soccer game that happened in the world recently. Oh, yeah. uh, the W <laughs> League final uh, was last uh, last weekend. It was Friday night. Uh, it started at like 1030. Um, so, yeah, Melbourne City hosted um, uh, Sydney FC and it was it felt a lot more balanced. Um then when um, Western Sydney Wanderers took on um, Melbourne City and just honestly got crushed. Um, yeah, City is a really good team. They're fun to watch. Um, I always kind of wonder how a team like them, who was pretty far ahead of everyone else in the league, would do here in the NWSL. Um, but yeah, um, they scored. It was. It, it ended just one zero. It wasn't like a crazy, you know, uh, crazy high score line. They scored in the fifteenth minute. Fifteenth minute. Um, and I felt really, so. Aubrey Bledsoe, who plays for uh, Washington, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she's a pretty solid keeper. Um, and it was kind of a bad mistake. It seemed like something she could have saved. Um, yeah. and she had some some really great moments throughout that game, but um. It was fun. It was fun to watch a game again. Uh, yeah. And this was behind closed doors, right? Yes. Okay. I, and I remember seeing it on Twitter and I'm like, wow, nobody's there. Why would they hold it? But that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was originally supposed to be another week out, like, so mm. a week from when it happened. Okay. Um, and I don't think the semifinals were behind closed doors, but they they basically had one game to go and i think they just wanted to get that done and have a winner rather than have the you know the league in a weird limbo for mm-hmm. who knows how long um p- still probably not the best idea to have that many people close mm-hmm. um but it also isn't too shocking that they went ahead with it mm. so yeah probably because it's like well if we don't get it done now yeah, yeah, what do we do? Which, yeah. totally off topic here, side note. But so if English Premier never comes back, I mean, assuming Liverpool is just going to get the trophy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that's not fair to Tottenham. I will <laughs> never know who would have really won that. Um, I Tottenham. I think yeah. I think it should probably be given to Liverpool, but with this um, this connotation that they didn't really win it. Mm. So uh, that's true. That's probably I mean, what's gonna happen. And I do. <laughs> we have a lot of friends who are <laughs> Liverpool fans. Um, hi, Meg. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just like it's probably gonna go down that way. Uh, that it just ends how the standings are, and mm. there's always gonna be this footnote that mm. they didn't. They were mm. they were so far ahead of everyone. They're like two games away and it would have been locked up. That's true. So, Although I think, I think Tottenham still had a chance, in my opinion. <sighs> Me too. I, I feel like they really could have gone in a, they were oh. in a good position to go in a good run. Sure. They had gotten all their losses out of the way, mm-hmm. which were quite mm-hmm. a few. <laughs> and, 
you know <laughs> all of our good players that were injured were really holding the team back mm-hmm. oh yeah so i mean we'll just never know yeah but we do know that uh, <laughs> melbourne city won congrats to city Congrats. Um, yeah yeah so in in this next segment of the show we wanted to talk about some positive things because there have been a lot of negatives in the world so um cindy and i are each going to share our top three favorite utah royals memories um and uh yeah um so i think we'll jump into that cindy do you want to start and you and i can just go back and forth Yes. Well, um, I think for me, it was the very first one that I can remember. I was like trying to go back and I'm like, well, I think for me is Amy Rodriguez's first goal since her knee injury. Mm -hmm. And this was the second game of the season in 2018. And it was against Portland. No, I'm sorry. It was the third game for Utah. Uh, no. Wow. It was, it was, it was the first game against Portland that season. And it was somewhere towards the end of April. But, um, so I believe Utah had gone like three games without scoring a goal, something like that. Um, wow. It feels like a long time ago now, but, um, yeah, it was, it was Amy, Rodriguez scored like, but by this point, Portland, it's like late into the second half, Portland and Utah, it's, it's at home, it's at Real Tinto, it's tied 0-0, you know, Utah needs to win because they haven't had one, they've been scoreless for like the past three games or so, and all of a sudden, Amy Rodriguez gets a chance and she scores uh, her first goal since her injury from a year prior so that was pretty cool because you could see like the emotion how much it meant to her to be able to like okay i'm back i recovered um i can still contribute i'm still like a great striker you know like it, I'm it was still just here really guys cool. <laughs> i am here but yeah, yeah it, was, it was really cool and i was like right there like on the pitch like like on pitch side taking photos so that was a really cool moment because i remember just snapping my photos like crazy and my hands are shaking and I'm like oh my gosh um so that was that always will stand out for me yeah um yeah that game was uh April 28th 2018 Amy Rodriguez in the 53rd minute um it ended 1-1 fellow new kid Tobin Heath scored in the 67th oh yeah yeah Tobin yeah just kidding. She's, <laughs> she's incredible. She is pretty cool. Um, cool. Well, um, so my first favorite memory um, might be an obvious one, but it was the first ever home opener in 2018. Um, that was just such a fun day. I think I felt nervous that there wouldn't be very many fans there. Um but it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, um, I think the the club did a really great job of making it into a big event and hyping up, hyping it up in a really fun way. Like it kind of felt like a carnival in the best possible way. Um, there were 
there were fighter jets and fireworks and there was um some terrible pop artist that I feel like no one had ever heard of but forgot the words to the national anthem which to be fair I had to write down the words to the national anthem for a class in high school and it is much harder than you would think um but yeah it was like it was there's like 19 or 20,000 people they they had to close the south south side stands um for the stage for whoever that musician was um which is probably also helped them say it was a sellout crowd um for sure it's a dual purpose uh stage um (laughs) but yeah it was just so much fun like i was in the stands it's i think one of two utah rails games i've ever been in the stands for um and there's just so much energy and so much excitement and Mm -hmm it was really fun to be there and be like, this is something um, like, this is something new and then like that I'm really excited about. And I think we'll be around for a really long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was, that was, that was a cool one. Um, Yeah. So for me, number two would be, uh, this is a year ago, April 27th, 2019. It was Kristen Prez's goal versus Orlando Pride, and she just made it look so easy. So she gets the pass. She's, like, right at the top of the box. She gets this really sweet pass. Let me see who it was from. Uh, oh, Michelle Maimone. Good job. And Kristen Prez just, like, settles it. So it's, like, she's not – so Kristen Press is not facing the goal. She's, like, you know, she had to, like, make a turn. So the ball's coming. She brings it down with – uh, her left foot, and then she does like this sweet little. Hold on, let me watch the replay. Oh, I'm sorry, her right foot. So she stops it with her right foot, does a little spin, settles it, shoots it, goal. It was pretty. Yeah, that was. It's also interesting to me that your first two memories are like a year and one day apart. I know. Crazy. Was... Crazy. Anyway. She made it look super cool, super easy. Kristen Press is the best. Yeah, she's uh she's good at the goal scoring. <laughs> it, was, it was also nice to get um you know, I I do think um 2018, you know, she came in halfway through the season was a little bit underwhelming for her. Um and that she came in in 2019 and immediately like made a stamp on the team. Like I think having that full um, off season and having that history of that half season with the team really helped. And um, yeah, she was invaluable last season. Wait, you really thought she was? She had an underwhelming year in twenty eighteen. Excuse me. In in twenty eighteen, like the her half season. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I have gotten enough crap for this take already, but it's accurate. Like compare her stats. Of 2018 to anything else she's done in the league, and it's not one of her better uh, stretches. Listen, she had a very, very, very sad 2018. She gets traded, doesn't go to the team she wants, and so she's like, I'm not playing there, and so she goes to Europe. (laughs) And then (laughs) back to Sweden, and... If she, and then she gets sweet talk to play in Utah. Yeah, um, I'm not saying there weren't factors. 
I think she was recovering. Let's give her let's give her a break, okay? I didn't I'm not saying Oh my goodness, <laughs> I feel like I'm on Twitter. Uh, excuse All right. me. So my my second favorite memory was um Utah Royals away to North Carolina um on April twenty first, twenty eighteen. Um it's actually the only away game I've ever been to for the Royals. I had one I was going to soon, but that got canceled. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Sorry. That's no, okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this game, um, I was in Maryland for family and uh, drove down uh, to Cary, North Carolina. Um, and it was an exciting game. It ended 2-2. Um, uh, the Courage score, scored first um in the sixth minute and it was like oh man this is going to be rough um the royals leveled through a katie stangle goal in the 52nd and then got um uh the go-ahead goal and from ratcliffe in the 66th minute um i think both of her goals in that year came in north carolina um so that was really cool to see and unfortunately crystal dunn who was decent uh scored in the 80th minute so it ended 2-2 but um for me it was my first time photographing a soccer game i just brought um my nikon d40 which is an entry-level camera from <laughs> like 2005 with me mm-hmm. <laughs> um so super old <laughs> had a really short lens um mm. but it was so much fun and yeah. that is what made me fall in love with like photographing mm-hmm. soccer games and it's funny to look back and be like yeah, I'm just going to like <laughs> go to a new stadium and try this uh, and just pack a camera with me to uh, the East Coast and see how it goes. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. And I think for your first time ever doing like soccer on the sideline, soccer photos, I think they were pretty good. Thanks. Like I think somehow I think I saved them to my Lightroom because I I don't know why, but I did save it probably to like uh, edit it. I did, yeah. I did. I did do that. Um, but they were like still really good photos. Um, and that got you hooked because I remember you went and bought like ten thousand dollars worth of gear. Uh, not immediately. <laughs> I bought another entry level camera. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved on a couple times. Yeah, and now you're like the professional just without making money (laughs) so if anyone wants to hire me uh hit me up players have used your photos that's basically like chocolate chip money that is i mean yeah but you get national team players using your photo like all the time i know i know like not all the time just a couple of just Kelly O'Hara, Becky, Kristen, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just kidding. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think that's why I'm like, you know, I've had a good life. So if this is like the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just went so much darker than I expected it to. <laughs> I had a good life. You know, I, yeah. Kristen Press used my photos. Kelly used my photos. Becky, Becky. You I know? thought she was dead to you. Yeah, I mean, I that was an unspoken <laughs> word to you. Yeah. How dare you, Becky? 
<laughs> um, yeah. So that was a really fun game. Uh, I think yeah. just the the environment was really different than being at Rio Tinto. Um, that's when I met Roscoe, who I really mm. like as a person and uh, constantly look at his work because he's one uh, of the best out there. He is. Shout out to Roscoe. He's like the best. And even, I mean, even two years ago when I was like kind of still learning photography, just practicing, you know, just like the encouragement that I got from him, like kind of like, whoa, okay, cool. To get it from somebody as cool as Roscoe. And now he's, um, he's like the creative director for Orlando City. Yeah. So that's super cool. That is, that's, I'm, I'm glad he landed that. I think that's an exciting opportunity yeah. for him. For sure, for sure. Um, okay, for me, the next one would be last. I think it was a lot towards the end of the season. It was, I think it was the first time Portland beat Utah, right? I'm sorry, Utah beat Portland. Yes. Uh, when Amy scared the living crap out of Emily Sonnet. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is one of the highlights for me too. It's just like one, Amy just looks so furious and Emily just like her face is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to get punched on national TV or something like that. But um, <laughs> it's so great. You were there. Please. I was. Please we talked about us. this in another episode. I know, but I it's mean, so great. It's so great. Short version. Short version. Okay. I will say Emily Sonnet is a really good player really respect her. I like what she brings to the game. She looked like a scared dog getting like yelled at by like an angry owner. Like she was just like, and yeah, I mean, Amy Rodriguez, I think like, I'm so stoked. She's the captain. She's just such a strong personality. I think she's driven focused, but man, she's intense. And uh, that whole sequence is just, yeah, pretty crazy. It's it's pretty crazy because then it's like, it's almost nearly a brawl, you know. Like mm-hmm. everyone gets involved. Um, Tobin's about to like bite Amy's head off or something. She did. I mean, she really did. But yeah, Tobin. It's just just yeah. so intense. <laughs> and I feel like Vera's like friends. Let's be friends here. What are you doing? Let's just play the game. Oh. <laughs> Italian? <laughs> uh, That's how Spanish people talk. <laughs> I feel like you did a, a strange inflection that sounded different than. Listen, I've been to Spain much more recently than you have, so it's true. Uh, uh, it's funny because I try to imitate my uh, one of my friends, and he's from Greece, and so when I try to do his accent, he's like, "Am I Italian or something?" <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't remember what I was gonna say, but I don't know that game was wild. That whole game, ah, so great! I love it. So my third uh, and final favorite memory of the day is also uh, an Amy Rodriguez memory. Um, it is her her goal against Sky Blue that earned her the Pukis Award nomination. Um. And it's just like an incredible, incredible goal. Um, she is 
probably like 10 yards past the halfway line and just like strikes it perfectly goes over the keeper and scores a goal from so so far out like such a wild and audacious like Mm. um shot and like shows that she is a world-class player and um she's a striker who is ambitious and takes those risks and yeah super fun super good uh super good goal and that was the i think it was the game winner maybe not but yeah it was yeah, it, it, it ended was. one it zero was. it was um june 15th 2019 and uh yeah mm-hmm. pretty incredible moment of like individual brilliance to win that game Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that was fun um well so mm-hmm. last thing on the docket for today uh we have just one listener question so um i will read that off um aaron asks uh what do you think the best way uh we could help these athletes with training or other needs um are those needs being met by the front office i don't i mean it's kind of hard to say because uh you're supposed to stay home (laughs) um yeah i don't i'm not I, I would trust that the front office is doing the best they can in this time, but I don't know, Lucas. What a, I know they've, I think some participated in some food pantry donation thing. Oh yeah, that happened last week. Yeah. So if anything, I think they still want to be involved in the community in some way and show that they're still around and contributing. Like even though they can't play, they can't train they're still, you know, contributing to the community in a way. So, yeah, Yeah, I I really love, you know, kind of the heart behind this question of wanting to help, wanting to encourage. Um, I think probably, you know, the best thing right now is just, um, you know, still distance, but probably show them some support online, maybe share if you have some favorite memories, you know, tag them on Instagram or Twitter and share those memories. Um, I do think all their needs are being met by the front office, like that, you know, food. I'm sure they have some kind of at home regimen. I would think um, there's a lot you can do at, at home just to stay fit. Um, it's granted. It's not like match day fitness, but no one's getting that right now. And um, yeah, I think the front office probably is being sure those are being taken care of, but Mm-hmm. I think giving them, you know, shout out and let them know that you appreciate them. You're excited to see them back in action soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go a long way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's all we got, right? For the soccer pod in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Stay at home. Mm-hmm. Don't hang out in large, large groups. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Yeah. Mm. Let your friends and family know that you love them. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, until next time, farewell.